Hey. Amen. I'll figure it out, y'all. I'm a little bit slow, but if Aaron was up here, I'd already been straight. But. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Uh, if you would, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, and we'll be looking at verses 20 through 25. Uh, we're going to continue talking about uh, in the becoming like Jesus, uh, kind of a little series, not really, but uh, talking about some characteristics uh, of Jesus and how uh, He uh, did things and how we can uh, look at how He did it and apply it to our lives. Uh, this evening I want to use 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 20 through 25 and talk about uh, the characteristic of enduring like Jesus. <clears throat> we are living in a time where we face situations. Really, uh, mankind in general has always faced tough situations uh, in, in their life, whether Christian or not a Christian. Everybody is faced with uh, good and bad situations that are put before them and how they handle it uh, is on them. You know, uh, we as Christians are to strive though to be like Christ more and more every day. Ephesians 4.13 says, Till we all come to the unity of faith and of knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We should all be striving to be a perfect or mature Christian. And that only happens when we put Him first. And we put what He does first in our lives. This evening I want to talk about the characteristic of endurance. And let's read 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 20-25. through 25. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults you take it patiently. But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that you should follow His steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in His mouth, who when He was reviled did not revile in return, when He suffered He did not threaten." but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. As we begin to think about the concept of endurance... The first thing to consider is we have to endure with patience. That's a, almost a bad word sometimes, ain't it? Being patient. You remember people say, don't pray for patience, right? Don't pray for patience. Well, the Bible says that if we're going to be like Jesus in how we endure suffering, we have to be patient. 
any obstacles that we're faced with, anything that is put in our path, we must deal with it with patience. James 1, 3 and 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. When I first walked into the weight room uh, at MTSU, I was 6'3", 160 pounds. You talking about a stick, boy. I was a pole uh, walking through that weight room. And the very first thing the, the weight coach did to me was pull me into his office and he said, Son, you're not going to like me very much. I said, What do you mean, coach? He said, I'm about to put some meat on your bones. I said, all right. I said, what do you got? He said, well, every day you go to eat a meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you have to eat two plates and dessert. Every meal. And I was like, what? Because I was used to barely even eating a plate. I mean, I never used to eat. And now I love to eat. You know, I can't figure that out. But um, I used to never eat. So one thing that would happen was it would push me. It was very difficult for me to do this. You know, not to mention that we were lifting weights and we were doing all these things and I was tired. And you know, when you're tired, sometimes you really don't feel like eating. Now, little did I know he had a little spy that was running around looking at all the people who needed to gain weight to make sure that we were eating what we needed to eat. I kept wondering why he would always bust me on not eating certain meals. I seen you at lunch, you weren't eating what you... I was like, what? How did you know that I was looking... Because he had spies looking for me, right? He was watching what I was doing. But the point that I want to make was it was very difficult for me. It was very difficult for me to deal with this situation. And I had a hard time understanding what the purpose was right then. I couldn't figure it out. I was frustrated. But then as I thought about it and as days and weeks went on, I started gaining weight. I started increasing in my strength. I started seeing these things happening and I realized I got to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm not just going to immediately be strong. I'm just not immediately going to be the size that I need to be. I needed to be patient and let it come. And every day I'd grow bigger. Every day I'd grow stronger. Every day I'd grow faster. Same way spiritually. Peter says, when you do good and you suffer and you take it on with patience, he says, that is commendable before God. It's commendable. It's worthy of praise before God. When we go through situations or we're pre presented with this type of suffering and we go through it with patience, knowing that it may take a while to get through it, that is something that is commendable to God. Think about Jesus. And He talks about it right here. Jesus is the perfect example of being patient. 
He knew exactly what was going to happen from when? The foundation of the world. From the very beginning, he knew the plan. You talk about being patient. I would be super anxious just knowing uh, three days in advance that I was going to die. He knew for a long time. Being patient. You know, when we think about these problems, when we're faced with these situations, what do we want to do? We want them to immediately be fixed, right? We want them to be immediately solved. And I'm there too. That's how I want it. But what the Bible is telling us to do is that sometimes it takes patience. Sometimes we don't get it exactly when we want it to be done. You know, I think about, when I was thinking about this lesson, I thought about one of the teachers at my preaching school. He, uh, he, he's one of my friends and he's a brother in Christ. And uh, I've been kind of following him on Facebook. His young baby, I, I believe maybe two, two and a half, maybe three months, maybe, uh, years old, he has been diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. And uh, Friday he made a post about the doctor coming in and telling uh, them that they were going to have to have another surgery with this baby. And, and this was his post. He said, three surgeries in six weeks is not what we wanted for our little man. You know, I seen him at school last week and he had to cancel uh, teaching all of his classes. And he was struggling. So he says, "These, these three surgeries in six weeks is not what we wanted for our little man but it is what he needs. Pray for him. Pray for his sisters who are struggling with a brother having surgeries. And pray for us. And then he says this, I don't understand why or what the future holds. But I will trust that God will supply all our needs. That's big. That's big. I don't understand why or what the future holds. But I will trust that God will supply all our needs. I see the picture of him holding his baby and it just breaks my heart for him. You're talking about having to be patient. You know, it makes me think of what the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Very familiar passage, but listen to it. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. When we think about Jesus enduring suffering, He did it with patience. Knowing that when He did it, it would make Him more mature and stronger and better. You know, that's what it does to us. And it helps us when life hits hard. Amen? Because life will hit hard. Look at verse 21. For this, for to this you were called. Let me back up. But when you do good and you suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. The second thing to consider when we think about being like Jesus and how He endured was not only do we have to be patient through it, but we have to follow His steps. Oh, I love this point right here. We have to follow His steps. Think about this. Look at verse 22. How do we follow His steps? Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in His mouth. Wait a minute. You're going to tell me that I have to... In order to be able to endure, I'm not going to be able to commit any sin? That ain't happening, right? Matt, you're telling a point that's not possible, right? We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God, right? None of us are righteous. Not even one of us. This is a renewing of our mind, brethren. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When we think about suffering, when we think about trials and temptations, the way we get stronger and the way we gain endurance is to not do what the flesh would normally tell us to do. Look at this. Look at verse 23. Who when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When the Romans and the Jews began to heap abuse, that's what that Greek word means there, to heap abuse, to get abuse, to do something to somebody physically, whether they beat them or they say something, uh, whatever it is to hurt their feelings, when they say something like that, what did Jesus do? Nothing. He did not revile in return. When he suffered, when he was hurting, when things were happening to him and it hurt him, he didn't threaten. How many times when we suffer do we threaten back in some way? Boy, I'm guilty of this one. I'll raise my hand. I wish they would try to hurt me. 
kidding me? I don't even know who I am. Glad I ain't how I used to be because, boy, I'd really let them have it. I'm a Christian now, right? I don't do it like I used to do it. Watch, I'll see. Watch, they'll see. I'll give them a piece of my mind. As we live on this earth, as we face situations, endurance makes us stronger. And it makes us better at dealing with situations that come in the future. And we handle it like the Bible tells us. If we want to be successful, I'm patient in the fact that I know I'm not going to be Jesus overnight. And I understand that whatever is put before me, whether I'm reviled, whether I'm threatened, whether I'm persecuted, whatever, it's there to make me stronger and bigger in my walk as a Christian. And guess what? I do it without sinning. That ain't possible, Matt. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 9 real quick. 1 Corinthians 9 real quick. Verse 24. This is another very familiar passage. You may know it, you may not, but uh, I use it a lot. But listen to what Paul says. Verse 24, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you, not, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. I discipline my body and put it into subjection. When I said I was going to quit drinking, guess what happened? I quit drinking. When I said I was going to stop doing some of the terrible things that I had been doing in my life and I decided and made my mind up, guess what, brethren? I stopped doing it. Why can't we as children of God say in our hearts, I'm not going to sin ever again? We can. Are we going to sin? Absolutely. But is that a cop-out? Is that the cop-out that we use? Well, I'm going to sin, so what's worth it? I mean, why even try, right? He says, I discipline my body and put it into subjection. When I'm suffering, when I'm dealing with a tough situation, I'm dealing with it patiently, but guess what? I'm going to follow the example of Christ and not sin. I'm not going to lash out. I'm not going to return the the threats that have been put on me. I'm going to endure it. Oh, that's hard. Boy, that's hard. Let 
When we make our mind up we aren't going to sin, we will start to sin less. Amen? When we decide that we're not going to sin anymore, we're not going to sin as much, right? Because we've made our mind up. I make myself say that what I'm going to do is the right thing. Fixing your mind on things above, right? The only way that we can start to grow more mature and become more and more perfect is to do just like Jesus. Jesus was patient as He endured. And Jesus was the perfect example of not sinning during this endurance. Taking on the situation and dealing with it the right way. You know, these two points are great. And these two points will help us as we consider the thought of enduring like Jesus. But without the last point, we won't be able to endure. We'll continue to struggle through faith. We'll continue to uh, deal with these tough situations half-heartedly. We'll do it sometimes and then we won't. Look at verse 23 again. Who when he was reviled did not revile in return. When he suffered he did not threaten. But committed himself to him who judges righteously. The third thing to consider when we think about Jesus is we have to endure with full commitment to Him. Commitment. I'm committed. You, you know that? I remember we, they'd pull us in for the football game and they'd say, before we're successful in anything, we got to be committed. And we'd say, yes, coach, we're committed. Right? And be pumped up and fired up. Why do I go through tough times? Why do I push through adversity? Why do I still hold on to being a Christian when I may think, what's the point? We endure because we're committed to Him. Because He asked us to do it. He said, if you want to be successful, then you do this. Committed. That Greek word there, it means to give into the hands of one. To give over into one's power. To permit or allow to give oneself up. I'm giving myself up to you because I'm committed to do your will. Man, that's big. That is encouraging to me. If I commit myself to Him in doing what He wants me to do, guess what? I can endure suffering. I can endure Affliction. I can endure tough things because I'll never say that He's not with me. I love what Proverbs 16.3 says. Commit your works to the Lord. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Commit your works to the Lord 
and your thoughts will be established. When I commit myself to do God's will, when I commit myself to understand that I may have to deal with something for a while, I may have to be presented with a situation that I may not be happy with. I have. Sometimes I still do. And I'm not saying that I'm the greatest one at at pushing through this. But what I am saying is, I see what God's Word tells me to do and i got to do it and I'll be successful in it. Because it will make me stronger. And it says when I commit my works to the Lord, what I'm doing to the Lord, it says my thoughts will be established. And I do it the right way. And I do it the right way that He commands me to do it. And 1 Peter 5.10 says, May the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Here's the question for tonight. As we go out into this world full of drama, frustration, sadness, even anger. Will we commit ourselves to the righteous judge? Will we commit ourselves to endure whatever is put before us and deal with it with patience and follow His steps by not sinning? Brethren, be encouraged by these last two verses, verses 24 and 25. It says, But he committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. For by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Brethren, we got a guy who did the unthinkable. And he did it to heal us. He says, by whose stripes you were healed. He knew that we were going astray. He knew we were without hope. But now He's allowed us to be able to return to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. You're talking about the overseer, the one who cares about your soul. He gives us the opportunities. He gives us the ways to do it. The question is, will we commit ourselves to do it? What an encouraging thing for us to know that the Lord has truly given us all that we need which what? Pertains to life and godliness. He's given it to us. I prayed on this lesson. I've been excited about this lesson. And I encourage you to just read actually that whole chapter uh, 2. It is a beautiful chapter. It is an encouraging chapter. But I hope that we can uh, gain a little bit of encouragement when it comes to enduring like Jesus and striving to do uh, as He did and, and see success through that. I know it's not easy, but it's possible. 
His endurance gave us a chance to return. His endurance gave us a chance to return and have a right relationship with God. And for that I say, Amen and glory, hallelujah. Amen. Brethren, be strong this week. Do not be afraid. For the Lord is with you each and every day. If you're here today and you need to obey the gospel, you can right now. Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you need to repent, if you need to uh, change the way you're living, if you're not doing right, whatever your need is, you can make it right tonight. And you can do it right now. Together we stand and sing.